Hi, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk about the original It Girl, Clara Bow. William Wellman said about her, she's mad and crazy, but what a personality. So if that does not make you want to read more and listen more, I do not know. So did you know how the term It Girl had been coined? Well, we can thank Clara Bow for that. She starred in the film It in 1927 at the age of 22. Her role was like a shop girl and she got catapulted into international stardom by that movie. Hence, she became the It Girl. And basically, she became the sex symbol of the 1920s, the ultimate flapper. Others also attributed to this period are Colleen Moore and Louise Brooks. And these ladies cemented looks and behaviors of a flapper. So how did it all start? Because Clara's start was anything but glamorous. It was dire. She was an only child, as her older siblings had died in infancy. And she had to grow up with a mentally unstable mother that suffered from psychosis due to epilepsy, apparently. And when her mother learned that Clara wanted to pursue acting, the mother even attempted to kill Clara. And eventually the mother was institutionalized by the father. Clara herself stated that she felt deprived of her childhood as she had to take care of her mother. Her father was being absent most of the time. They were really, really poor, had little to eat and moved house frequently within the same poor district. So in school, Bo was mocked and mopped for her hair, her poor dressing. And it was the girls who mopped her. And thus, Clara Bo preferred company of boys. And she dressed like them. She did sports like them. She cut her hair like them. And these were her friends, like the group of boys that she had around her at her home. So that was when tragedy hit, when one of her friends, a young boy that lived next door, burned to death. And she ran to rescue him, but he died in her arms, badly burned. So that really touched her and she talked about it later. And she planned actually to become an athletics instructor. Because she loved sports, she liked to be physical. And I think it was her cousin who was like a champion in field sports who encouraged her to do so. But good for her and us, she fell in love with the movies. Because back in the 1920s, half of all Americans went to the movies regularly because they had neither television sets at home nor streaming services back then. So the movie theaters were the only places where they can watch things. And we know we love to watch things, right? So half of Americans went there and so did Clara. And it was there that she discovered that on the screen there was a different reality. There was beauty, there was peace, there was romance. There was simply a more perfect world than the one she experienced. And so she started to reenact everything that she had watched at home and she was determined to become a motion picture actress. And this is where it all started. She enrolled in an annual nationwide acting contest, which was called Fame and Fortune in 1921, because most of the former winners had gotten movie roles sooner or later. And actually, Clara Bow won. But actually only the title, a silver trophy and an evening gown, but no movie role. She didn't get deterred. She didn't give up. She stepped up and asked for roles at any agency that could potentially hire her. And she got lots of negative feedback. She was either too young, too little, too fat. 
But resilient nature that she was, she finally landed a role as a tomboy on Down the Sea in Ships. The movie was her breakthrough and she got stellar reviews. Due to this fame, she was named the most successful of 1924 Wampus Baby Stars, which I will cover in a later episode. And she starred in several more movies on the East Coast that got great reviews. Side note, East Coast, like New York, was actually the first center of the movie industry in America. This is where it all started because, you know, when the people came over from Europe, they settled on the East Coast. So this is where like the big companies actually were because this is where everything started. But some studios set up shop on the West Coast because the weather was more stable there. Clarabo was working on the East Coast, as did so many back then, when she was approached by a Hollywood company, which was called Preferred Pictures, to sign a contract and come to Hollywood. She did that. She left behind her father and her fiancé and went to Hollywood. And she got her really absolute breakthrough in Hollywood through Black Oxen. In this movie, Clara Bow played a flapper called Janet, and as Bright put it, the horrid little flapper is adorably played. And after that, it is a continuous success story. Clara Bow had eight movie releases in one year alone, and for all of her parts, she got stellar reviews. Some of them were, for example, from the Los Angeles Times. She radiates sex appeal tempered with an impish sense of humor. Or... I'm sure her infinite variety would keep her from wearing us no matter how many scenes she was in. So everybody loved her. And from preferred pictures, Clarabo moved on to Paramount Pictures because she was under personal contract with Schulberg, who worked at Preferred Pictures and moved over to Paramount. He only got the role because he had Clarabo under personal contract, which is kind of freakish, you know someone bound to someone else, but okay. So Clara Bow was the toast of Hollywood and everybody wanted her because she was box office gold. Even her movie The Plastic Age, which was kind of mediocre, was a hit with the audience because she was in it. And what is absolutely extraordinary about Clara, she did not do rehearsals, like at all. She wanted to be told what to do and she did it. Let's remember, she was a silent film actress back then. So there was no lines that needed to be rehearsed or discussed or tweaked. It was just like her acting out on camera. And apparently she was magic. She just had to be told what to do and she did it. And she did it better than anybody else could have told her. Director Victor Fleming put it, touch her and she responded with genius. And as I stated in the beginning, William Wellman stated, she was mad and crazy, but what a personality. And Clara Bow said about her life and success back then in 1924, all this time I was running wild, I guess in the sense of trying to have a good time. Maybe this was a good thing because I suppose a lot of that excitement, the joy of life got onto the screen, which probably is true because I've looked up some of her movies and some movie clips. She was fascinating. I mean, I don't like silent movies, to be quite honest. I'm used to talkies, but... She just is mesmerizing if you watch it, so please do so. Her most successful movies, though, followed in the years at Paramount. That was including Dancing Mothers and It, the film that made her the first It Girl. And Variety put a performance like this. You can't get away from this Clara Bow girl. She certainly has that certain It. 
and she just runs with the film. And Carl Sandberg is quoted, It is smart, funny and real. It makes a full-sized star of Clara Bow. Clara Bow actually did transition to the talkies, so the sound movies, and she did so with success, unlike some other silent film stars that did not well with the medium because the voice was not really carrying. But she actually did not like the medium and she was not sure whether her voice was really great because she was used to have this exuberant energy, you know, just with the body. She was like, as I said before, very physical. She was like at home in her body. And... Apparently, she was closing in on a major breakdown. Bo herself described her as her nerves being all shot. And the pressures of fame, public scandals and overwork really made an impression on her mental health. And she was taken to a sanatorium in 1930 to recover. She was really young back then. She was, I think, only 25 years old. So this is like not a breakdown of a seasoned Hollywood actress that has been in the business for a long time. But she has worked so much in a short amount of time that indeed she was all over the place mentally. So from that sanatorium, she turned to Nevada, which like, it was nothing. I mean, Las Vegas was a small town city. It was not the Las Vegas that we know today. And in Las Vegas, she married Rex Bell, who was also an actor. And she was living with him at a ranch in the Nevada desert. And she recovered herself. She slept, she ate, she exercised. And she only always went back to Hollywood to make a few more films for the money so she could go back to the quiet life in Nevada. And they stayed married, Rex and her, until her death some 30 years later. But unfortunately, her past caught up with her. Bo started to show some signs of psychiatric illness and was even trying to commit suicide in 1944. And um, nine years later, she was institutionalized and diagnosed with schizophrenia. And it was all tied back to the traumatic incident when a mother tried to kill her as a young girl. So the sad ending to this very joyful life and to this story, which could have been like a life well lived, is that Bo left the institution but did not go back to her family. Instead, she lived alone in a bungalow that she rarely ever left and that she shared with a nurse during her last years. And at age 60, she died of a heart attack. So I was always fascinated with the ultimate it girl, with Clara Bow, but her life story really, really made me sad. To say it with her own words, all the time the flapper is laughing and dancing, there's a feeling of tragedy underneath. She's unhappy and disillusioned, and that's what people sense. And if you read that sentence, it shows how much heartache she must have had, how much the things that she has endured and experienced during her life must have troubled her. So, Clara Bow is one of the great, great actresses of old Hollywood, of the flapper era. She defined who a flapper was, who an it girl was. And she defined a whole generation of girls and of fashion. So, I want to share some more fun facts about her and some learnings that I take from her life story. So, fun fact, she was friends with Luella Parsons. Luella Parsons was the gossip queen of Hollywood. And Parsons always had her back, always. Also, Clara Bow loved gambling and easily lost ten dollars to $20,000 a night. Betty Boop is a fictionalized cartoon character based on Bow's appearance. So if you have no idea who Clara Bow is or was, Betty Boop, that is her. Actually, Clara Bow had red hair. She dyed it red 
Um, so it carries better on a black and white movie. And as soon as that was known to the public, the sales of Red Dye, they went through the roof. Just like with Jean Harlow, when platinum blonde hair was copied by the masses. Clara Bow premiered the trend of painted legs. I actually had to look up the trend I've never heard of. So apparently the girls of the 1920s painted their knees because the hemline started to become shorter and the knees became visible. So they rouged them, which alluded to some sexual activity, or they painted pictures on their knees to draw the eyes of the beholder to the now visible body part, which I think is funny. Look it up on the internet, Google it, Google painted legs. It's funny what they put on their knees. But yeah, Clara Bow was one of the first ones who sported that fashion. Some learnings that I take from Clara Bow and why I deem her so fascinating. It is be you. Clara Bow was fascinating everyone with just who she was. She was emotional. She was full of life. She didn't hold back ever. She didn't try to be something that she was not. And that translated so fabulously onto the screen, especially into the silent movies. That's why she did not need rehearsals. She just did it. It was her. And life does not have rehearsals either. You just go full in and do with what the momentum requires. And that is something that she did. She lived completely in the moment. A source is quoted that Bo was so full of life and eagerness because for her, there was only that very moment. Not today, not tomorrow, just right now. That is an intensity of the moment that makes life full and full of colors and mesmerizing and magical. Coming to life with this attitude, with this is the moment, this is the moment I'm living in, will make your life incomparably vibrant. You won't want to like miss a minute. Why don't we all come to life with this kind of attitude? Also, you never know what will happen. Her career was basically over at an age when most careers only start these days, like with 24, 25. She tried to get a happy ending in the Nevada desert, but her past came to haunt her and captured her into self-inflicted imprisonment. We all have traumas. We all have pasts. We all have the potential of health challenges. We will never know how and when we will get our happy ending. We need to pace ourselves. We need to help ourselves not to get overworked, not get overstressed. We need to seek professional help when we need it. And we need to become the masters of our lives because life's not predictable. So take the reins of your life now, not tomorrow, because happy endings cannot be planned. They only can be lived on the daily again and again. And also be courageous Wear short skirts, dye your hair, cut your hair, paint your knees, get tattoos, do whatever you like and don't give a damn about anything or anyone ever. Make your appearance joyful and perfect just for you. You have to look in the mirror and say, yeah, love it. Even if everybody else thinks you are crazy. Bo became the namesake of a whole generation because she did what she wanted to do and she did it with joy and eagerness for life. And this is what I wish for you every day. So just cross the day and, you know, live your life. I hope this was inspiring for you. I hope you look up Clara Bow and some of her most memorable appearances that we still have because some of the films are not there anymore. Get inspired and develop a zest for life because this is the most important thing you can have. I will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>